welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to You Are The Magic. Today, I have a gorgeous, gorgeous lady who has an amazing, amazing story that I'm really super excited to dive into, Mila Johansson, and she is a public speaker, author, and coach. So welcome to the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here visiting Australia by Zoom. (laughs) I know, it's very exciting. So what is your magical story that got you here? And I know that you have some really juicy, delicious stuff to share with the listeners and with the world, and I can't wait to get it out. So, (laughs) Well, thank you. Um, Well, it, it all started when I was eight. And I went and saw the movie Mary Poppins, the first one. So I'm dating myself. And I came home and I drew a chalk drawing and I tried to jump into it. And I knew it would work. I still know it would work if I had the right. Anyway, so I jumped in and, you know, closed my eyes and I was going to be transported. It was a really bad drawing because I was eight. And I jumped and nothing happened. And I did it several times. And finally, I said, well, maybe I'll have to write because I love Nancy Drew and the Bobsy twins back then. And so I started writing a book. And I wrote a page and a half and I quit because I was eight. (laughs) But I've always wanted to be a writer, always, always, always. And then um, I I didn't really have the stick-to-itiveness during school, but I I don't think I had the right teacher, you know what I'm saying? And so when I was 18, my mother tricked me into becoming a writer. She said, you know, I know you want to write, so why don't you write one sentence a day for 30 days? And I went, oh, I can write one sentence a day. Well, you can't. It's like potato chips. You have to write a whole page usually. So by the end of the 30 days, I know. So by the end of the 30 days, I was a writer. Love that. And I love how you spoke about potato chips because it's so true. You can't just have one. (laughs) You need to eat the whole packet. That's right. I don't bring them home for that reason, by the way. Yes, I've stopped buying them Um, (laughs) because they're just addictive and delicious. And I love that story. And it's so true with anything that you do is you've got to start somewhere and start small and build on it. So then what happened after you wrote a page a day for 30 days? Well, I suddenly started writing plays and musicals and and books and poetry, a lot of poetry, you know, when you're a troubled uh you know, 21 year old or whatever. And so I went to college and suddenly people wanted some plays for children. So I started writing and then I started having deadlines. Deadlines is a great way to become a writer and to to have to get it done. And so now I've written 22 plays and musicals that circle the globe. And I'm the author and bestseller of five books and several screenplays. I've really gotten into writing short screenplays and producing them with a lot of the video artists that live in our area. So I've I've just kind of, you know, Oprah says we have to reinvent ourselves till the end. So I'm always trying new things. And then what I do is I get a lot of people to come work with me 
and help me. And then we're collaborative and we get a lot done. You know, I bring on whatever I don't know what to do, which is a lot. I bring other people on who do know how to do it. That is powerful. That is so powerful because we feel that we need to do everything by ourselves and we need to know all of the things. And one thing that a few years ago, I really started to study Think and Grow Rich. And there's a part in there where it talks about specialised knowledge and you knowing your part of the the world of wherever you're in and hiring other people to come along on the journey with you that are specialised in that certain area because that's what they do so that you're collectively moving together. And I love how collaboration, collaboration keeps, it's so interesting. I've been having massive conversations all week around collaboration and what that looks like and feels like and talking to other people in the marketing sector and all of the things. So it's like super exciting. And so you were telling me earlier around your grandma has a really beautiful story and all of the things that have unfolded from being in your grandma's world and her journey. Yes, my grandmother partially raised me. And um, and recently, I'm the archivist in the family, so when she passed away, they sent me two huge file cabinets of her. She's very famous. And this is, so I compiled this book the last year for the 100th anniversary in America, Winning the Right to Vote. You know, they got it in 1920 and women in England didn't get it until 1928. And I hope you're sitting down. I see you are. In Switzerland, they didn't get the right to vote till 1971, which really was shocked me when I first heard that. I had to pull my car over. I was listening to the radio. So anyway, um, uh, she she grew up in a terrible, tragic childhood that I like to tell the story because she came to huge success. There was, you know, incest and murder and all kinds of things in her family. And a teacher saw how brilliant she was and got her into Smith College on the East Coast because that was a Colorado cattle ranch. And she I don't know, it must have been her karma. She was thrust into everything. Her first job was to help one professor put together the Pulitzer School of Journalism. So she did that. And her second job was to help set the first minimum wage for women. If you can imagine from $4 a week to $8 a week. And they were getting children out of the factories at the same time. Then they sent her to Washington, D.C. to become the first woman lobbyist. And then in D.C., she worked with Alice Paul and Carrie Chapman Catt. And and I would have thought Alice Paul was the hippie of the era because she was the radical and, you know, she was militant. But she came from a wealthy Quaker family. And she had gone to um, London and she graduated from the London School of Economics and came back with the militant form of suffrage. And my grandmother worked for her and Carrie Chapman Catt, who was a parliamentarian, and they all worked together to get the vote in 1920. And then my grandmother uh, married who she thought was her platonic friend. And they went to England and she met George Bernard Shaw and he loved her because she had a speech about um, prohibition. And believe it or not, George Bernard Shaw was a vegetarian and a teetotaler. And he said, liquor is just like murder. So she spoke all over London with him. And then later on, just in a nutshell, she came back. And in DC, she spoke all over DC with Eleanor Roosevelt, and they became speaking partners. And then later in life, in the early 90s, between a lot of other things that, that took place, uh, she spoke all over Hollywood with Gloria Steinem, Marla Thomas, and sometimes Jane Fonda, and took me along. 
I was very, I did, I didn't know how fortunate I was. I was young and naive and I, I didn't realize what was going on, but I, I was there. You were there and meeting all these amazing people along your journey. How has that shaped where you are today and all of the things that you got to see and learn and conversations that you got to have? I think my grandmother affected me the most because I grew up in a very poor family in gangland. Um, so I have a side of a tragic childhood. I didn't have the things that happened to her, not that bad, but we would go to you know bed without dinner. And my brother, he didn't make it out of the gangland. So he was a casualty. So it was, it was, we both, my grandmother and I, we both had these very questionable, sometimes tragic childhoods, but we both came to be very successful women afterwards. And that's the story I like to tell, because I like to tell everyone that no matter what's happened to them or who they are or where they think they are, you can still be anything, anything. You can reinvent yourself at any moment and be anybody. I promise. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's, and this is one of the reasons why I've created this podcast in And to share these stories is because I believe exactly the same. It doesn't matter where you are right now. Your past does not define who you are. You get to make a radical decision right now in this moment when you're listening to this if you want your life to change or if you want to stay the same. And it's in these moments of making a decision and choice of dreaming and imagining again and creating and knowing that there is a different world for you if you choose to create that for yourself and you're living proof of it and your grandma is living proof of it and I love your story of bringing you to here and I want to bring up the two books that you have behind you and the programs that you've got coming up so can you share a little bit about them? Sure, sure, sure. Well, you know, the first one is um, from Cowgirl to Congress. That's the same one back there. And it's interesting because I I was just delving into the file cabinets. I don't know. I thought just for fun. And you know what I ended up finding was 19 letters from Lady Astor, who became her best friend, the largest collection in the world signed from Lady Astor. And so I started putting the book together and it took two months before I realized it was um, going to be the hundredth anniversary. So it was serendipitous, you know what I mean? And then I, so then I put it in high gear, took me about a year and a half because I put in tremendous amount of um, um, footnotes and 98 pictures, rare pictures that no one's ever seen before. And it, it was a big labor of, and it, it took a lot. So then afterwards I started writing short books, which is what I, I like to tell people about because um, the short book is, you can see this one is the spine is so much um, thinner than the 300 page book. This is a 125 page book. And most people don't know that the shortest book you can put on Amazon with a spine is 36 pages. Well, anyone, even if they're not a writer, can write a 36 page book in a day or two and get it edited because we don't want more bad books, right? They get it edited and they have it on Amazon in a couple of weeks. And a lot of people are doing this to show expertise, to use as a giveaway or even the textbook or, you know, as a lead magnet to their, their speaking and their talking and to show people that they, they know what they're talking about. So I, I'm helping a lot of business people do that. And I'm helping um, other people write their memoirs because I'm telling everyone, everyone has a memoir, as you know, as you say, 
everyone has a story. And I'm telling a lot of people, please write your memoirs so your kids know that you were as young as they are once. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that because, yes, children don't remember or don't know and they think that we never were young ones. <laughs> I used to teach theater to kids and I would say to them, believe it or not, your, your mother used to be a baby. They go, no, not my mother. Oh, and she was a toddler. Oh, and she was your age too. They could not wrap their heads around it. So I'm, I'm wanting to help a lot of people write their memoirs just to show their kids that they were young and vibrant at once. In fact, with my grandmother, you know, I knew her as an older woman who wore big hats, jewelry, and smelt a little funny, you know, and a lot of perfume. And so, um, yeah. And so, so when I wrote, when I got into her story of her book, it's her memoir and I, but I cut it in half because it was 600 pages and I fluffed it up and improved a little bit of the writing. And she was a young, vibrant woman. She was like the Amy Goodman of her time. She was ahead of everybody. She was political and she was vibrant and I, I didn't know her that way. So writing the book, let me be close to her again, because we were so close that when I went away to college, we wrote a page and a half letters to each other every week. I have a notebook. I might publish those soon. That's so gorgeous. I love it. I love it. And I love that you're helping people create books and stories and memoirs of their journey. And it's actually really nice to go back and have a look at and I completely forgot I was in a stage where I was, I've, I've written in a few books and I went, I found them the other day. I was like, I totally forgot that I did this a little while ago. And I reread it. I was like, huh, that's where I was. This is where I am now. This is my story. And I'm like, oh, I'm pretty clever. And when you start pulling everything together and looking at all of the things that you've done in the past and you're doing currently and really putting it into a really beautiful book and presenting it it's it's so nice to just have and to be able to touch and feel and to be able to share with people it is and you know a, a lot if you go back and read your writing sometimes they're so much better than you thought like oh I wasn't such a bad writer and what I'm learning in the classes I'm teaching is that every single person there is a good writer they might need an editor but almost everyone there is it, it really has something to say for one thing and they all have the story but they also are better writers than I would have imagined uh, everyone as a whole to be so, and to hold your book, you know, it's like the wild west out there right now. Anybody can publish it. It can be done this quick. I go through all the little things like you can use Amazon to get samples. So you get your samples, give them to your beta readers, make sure you like it. We had to do eight samples on, um, on the big book, my grandmother's book, but on the dog book, we just did one sample, you know, so you can, it, it's, it's easier and more accessible than it's ever been. And I'm, I'm teaching some classes coming up where I help everyone do that. I have a free class coming up called Write Your Short Book in a Day. And it goes for five hours. And it seems like that would be hard, but it goes really fast because I give you a 20-minute prompt. Then we talk about some ins and outs and really interesting things about publishing and writing. Then we do another 20 minutes. And by the end of the day, some people actually have their 36-page book done, or most people actually have a good start on their longer book. And then they're using their short book as the uh, 
as the outline for the longer book. And then you can do a modular thing where you can do a short book, a medium book, a long book, a workbook, you know, and, and I suggest everybody do everything, the hardcover, paperback, um, ebook, audiobook, PDF for giveaways. That's what I do. And, and it's just a lot of fun. And there's all these people, if you don't want to do the loading and editing and all that by yourself, there's a lot of people out there to help you, especially on like Fiverr. Have you heard of Fiverr with the two R's at the end? Fantastic. I had them do the, the art. They drew my real dogs. The one man from India drew my real dogs and I paid him, which was a lot of money for him. It wasn't a lot. It was like $5 a picture with tip 10. So it's, it's like the Wild West. It's anybody's game. I think everybody should write a book or more than one. I love it. And one thing that you said, and before you even said it, I could feel the energy behind it, is having fun. Having fun. <laughs> I feel that there's so much seriousness. And I know that we've gone through trials and tribulations and adversity and trauma and all of the things. But coming back and having fun while we're building our businesses, having fun while we're doing things, and it's not to say that to push those emotions and things aside, they're there, but to really bring that back the fun because it makes it go a lot faster and it's just amazing. And I could just feel your energy and I was just like, I'm going to bring up fun and then you said, and have fun doing it. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because COVID came and I was supposed to go lecture all these areas, Washington, D.C. and Colorado and everything, and everything got nixed. And then I found Zoom and I've been doing um, podcasts all over the world, which I never knew I could do. I never knew that could happen. I've written three more books during this time period. I've taught all these Zoom classes. I took all my offline classes and put them online. And so it's kind of been a bonanza for me. It's kind of been a really good thing in a way. I mean, I'm a little tired of not going on my vacations. I normally go on, but I really, really, really have accomplished so much and almost created a new career. So in a way, you know, and one of my mentors, I, I, I mentor a lot of people, but I have a lot of mentors. And she says she's had the biggest year ever because she wasn't traveling from hotel to hotel webinars and, and, and events. So it's, it, it can be an opportunity. Yes. Yeah. And pivoting and being able to do that and moving it online and, and learning new, fresh things and being able to connect to so many different people all over the world. Right. And having these <laughs> it's amazing. I decided to take all these classes. So I just took class, class, class. Then I started teaching the classes. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of people offering free things right now. Yes, there is. And there's so much content and information to consume at the moment. And the one thing I did love about COVID is really slowing down and not having to rush here, there and everywhere and being on the roads all the time. And I really did love the homeschooling to a certain degree. <laughs> that did get a little bit challenging. But other than that, it was the slowing down and being able to learn new skills, being able to reach out to different people that you wouldn't normally. And I have found that people are more willing to connect on a deeper level online now because mm -hmm. of the connections that we weren't able to have offline. And I met a girl, I don't know how it happened earlier this week. We we're just messaging on Facebook. I don't know how it happened. She messaged me 
And uh, we started talking. I said, just want to jump onto a call. We'll just jump onto a Zoom. Never met her before. I don't even know how we became even in each other's circle. And we jumped onto a call and now we're going to do some collaborations and we're, she's like, do you want to come into my groups and do you want to train my groups? I'm like, totally down with that. I'm like, I think I might want you with what your skills are because your skills aren't what I, I can do it, but that's not my, it doesn't excite me. She's like, yep. And so I don't know that I would have, I was so open to that last, well, before COVID hit, but now it's like that deep connection that you get to have with people on a different level. And she's like, I don't really have many friends. And I'm like, it's funny that you say that. I said, I've got friends, but the connection and the conversations are just different because when you're in business, having a business conversation to a friend conversation and it just is completely different and different inventions um, yeah. and creativity and stuff. You know, to make you feel good about homeschooling, I homeschooled my daughter through eighth grade. and. Um, and she's a photographer now, and she um, she she was in the Peace Corps in Ghana. And that picture behind me is a woman holding a hundred pound water bucket, if you can imagine. And she's just getting ready to dump it. The next picture is her dumping it. And so my daughter was in the Peace Corps. Now she's a photographer and putting together catalogs and 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 shooting models and and just having a great time. And the homeschool worked out really well. Here's my advice for homeschoolers get out of the house and go do things and do real things. She had a little magazine for a while. So she did this real thing. Then it, it, she knew she wanted to be a photographer. So we had to burn camera. And so just real things, more real things. Don't sit down more than an hour because that's when they might not like you. <laughs> yeah. When homeschooling, I, um, we did lots of cooking and baking and using the skills to, um, measure things and every night we're going for a walk in the afternoon but Zoe's wanted to create a YouTube channel so at the moment we're in the middle of writing yes write scripts so she's writing the scripts and we've done we've filmed one but we actually need to set some time aside over in the holidays that are coming up to write some more scripts to do some more filming so that and she edits the whole thing herself I film it and take photos of her and she directs me wow. exactly where she wants me to be and we're just rolling with it and I'm letting her do the thing and then she wants to get merchandise. So I'm going to get some merch, Mum. I need to get merch. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what kind of merchandise that she wants, but we'll get there. And it's she's 10 and she's turning into this whole entrepreneur that she wants to build this beautiful YouTube channel and show people how to do ex, um, gymnastics and doing handstands and cartwheels and backbends and stretching and all the things. So it's really super cute. She could show editing too and all that. You know, there's a lot of people doing it, but not kids. And it sounds like she has a whole career in that. And, you know, I wouldn't interrupt that. When I was homeschooling, if she was on a bit and kept going on it, well, you know, you can't really get them going sometimes. So if they're already going, let them do that. My one friend, her daughter, that's where she got the idea, had a magazine for like five years. It's this little kids magazine. It's kind of silly, but she had you know, people who subscribed, she got it out every month. And, and so it's whatever they want to do. My, another friend of mine, um, her son wanted to, was getting really bored. And so they started an audio book company to record people's books for them. And, and he became a reader and they started a company and they're making a lot of money. So, you know, he, he, that's what he's doing for a living at age 16. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, because I know for myself, I really didn't like school. I failed high school and it wasn't until I finished, I went to 
over in Australia, we have a thing called schoolies when you leave high school. And I got back from schoolies and mum said, I've read, I've signed you up to go to TAFE and you're studying personal training. I love (laughs) where personal training to, oh, to like a college. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I went on the path of becoming a personal trainer and I loved it. And then that's when I got on the role of doing all the things. So with Zoe, she wants to do the YouTube. I'm like, let's go, let's do it. Let's, let's go on this roller coaster. So it's very exciting. So how do people get in contact with you? Where do you hang out the most on socials? All the things. Well, I'm, I'm on, I'm on Facebook. I have a, a group you can join where you tons of information called write your short book today. And, but if you want to get a hold of everything I'm doing, just go to my name, Mila Johansson.com. And that way you could sign up for the free workshop. That's going to happen April 10th. It's a five hour work, workshop. You get going. And then I have another workshop coming up. It's a six week program, very intensive, taking you from A to Z, the nuts and bolts of writing and publishing. I go through everything. I have a huge workbook. I have another book called um, that I wrote in my short book classes, uh, 101 surprising tips to promote your book. And I always give that away. I'm giving that away at the free workshop on April 10th. So if you can go to uh, miladjohansson.com, you can see both workshops and see if you want to sign up for one or two, but come to the free one. Anyway, we're going to have a really good time and it's really fun writing with prompts it, it, and you're writing about what you want to write about. And then often in the class, this is funny, but people come in and they end up leaving with either two or three more ideas or a different idea than they came in with. So miladjohansson.com. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love it. And go over and find Mila because she is amazing. She's got so much information and her energy is infectious and amazing. And I have loved having you on the show. Is there anything that you'd like to tell the listeners before we end today? Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very honored. And I always love to tell the story about my grandmother and I, how we both came from difficult childhoods to successful women. And then my main point in life is no matter what, you've done or where you've been or what's happened you can be anything anytime and just like like alexis says go slow build it slowly and let it let it unfold because you know you you can go fast people of course go at your own pace but you don't have to do big things you know you can do small things at first and it starts building and take all the classes you can that's what i do it's i love to expand myself and then help other people that's another one. So you're, you know, you've got mentors. You are a mentor. Oprah says we have to reinvent ourselves until the end. Hundred percent, and it's in the one percent shifting and changing every single day. And the only person that you are competing against is the person that you were yesterday. <laughs> you know, you know who said I, I couldn't believe this when I just found this out is um, be yourself because everyone else is taken. That was Oscar Wilde, the English writer. I was surprised to learn that. I love that. I read I um I read that a little while ago, but I love that. That's such a great saying. I've heard the same forever, but I didn't know who wrote it. I thought it was more like somebody made it up a new meme or something, you know what I mean? Anyway, well thank you. You're a you're a great joy and what a wonderful show. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thank Bye. you. Bye.
We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect. Because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation, when you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic. <laughs>